87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. This is Club Wealth TV. I'm with Sharif Atab. If you're a real estate agent uh, or mortgage broker and you want to have your best year ever in 2024, you need to hear this. Uh, you know, if you're struggling to get the best lead sources, if you want to know uh, exactly what lead sources should you be using, how should you be using those lead sources, if you want to know how to recruit and you know what it's going to take to get more people on your team uh, or in your brokerage, and if you want to know a few things that Sharif is going to ask me that I'm completely unprepared for. It'll be very interesting to see where that goes. I have no idea what those questions are yet. Yeah, we, he's not told me. Uh, and so today's bound to be very, very interesting. So I want to tell you guys about our guest today on Club Health TV, and that is Coach Sharif Atab. Coach Sharif uh, is such a good coach. By the way, he's a Club Health coach. He's so good that he's my son's coach. And uh, and that's a pretty big deal to me. And Austin, as you know, uh, he's he listed in the last two years under Sharif's tutelage. Austin has listed over 220 homes in the last uh, two years, and uh, I give I give Sharif a ton of the credit for that. Uh, honestly, Coach Sharif, you've done an amazing job with him and with your other coaching clients and with your personal business. Uh, and as you can imagine, as, at Club Wealth, all of our coaches sell more real estate than the people they coach. So Sharif is at a higher level than Austin. And uh, and I share that because I want you to know that what he has to share is valuable information. You guys need to hear this. So Sharif, without any further ado, uh, you know, Mr. Sharif Atab from New Jersey and Pennsylvania. He covers both New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So for those of you that want to send him referrals, uh, that's a good move because he will get them closed. But Sharif, I want to thank you for joining me today. And uh, is there anything you want to add that I missed that before we get really deep into this content? No, I mean, thank you for having me, Michael. And yes, Austin's been a pleasure as well as my other clients. And I can't take all credit for him. I mean, he's probably one of the most hard, hardest working people I know. So that kid is great. I appreciate that a lot. And you're right. His mom gets a little bit of the credit too. I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, she's, she definitely instilled the work ethic in him. That's for sure. You know, it's funny. I had him on Club Wealth TV here recently. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and of, of all the stuff, my guys, you know, we chop these videos up and we make, you know, we, we make, uh, you know, out of the one hour video, we usually get about seven nice, you know, reels out of it. And uh, of all the things they posted, the one thing they, they posted that Austin and I talked about was, uh, you know, dad, it's just, it's all work all the time. You know, when do we get to have fun time? When do we get, I'm like, dude, like your perception of how much fun time we should have compared to people in my generation, like Sharif and I, we grew up thinking, Hey, I get five minutes to have fun today. That's awesome. Like that's a, that's a victory. Right. But <laughs> this generation, they're like, I got to work for five minutes today. Like, where's all the fun? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So true. So true. All right. So Sharif, let's start with lead sources. And, mm -hmm. and I say this because I think everybody right now wants to know what are the best lead sources out there? And this is always changing. Um, so share with us, what are the lead sources you're using? Um, what lead sources have you seen that you're like, or that have you tried that you're like, yeah, I don't like that one. I'm not going to use that one. Uh, and so let's just, let's go down that road and let's see where that takes us. Sure. I mean, going to say our top lead sources, I can tell you the number one, one, number one lead source that we still have is Sphere. Uh, we do work our sphere, uh, you know, uh, we get uh, referrals out of them. We're doing our client appreciation events, uh, always keeping our faces in front of sphere. So that does account, I think, roughly about 35% of our overall transactions. 
So we're still hitting that hard. Uh, second comes uh, as Google and direct lead sources into our website. Uh, we do well with our search engine optimization and optimizing ourselves and all of our agents online. So that is able to bring us a good amount of leads. And then, you know, third we have is uh, the actual leads that come off our listings, like sign calls, uh, open houses, things of that nature, uh, or what our listings are generating is definitely bringing in more business. Yeah, so let's back up and talk about the sphere of influence. I want to go deeper on that. Mm -hmm. Because everybody talks about sphere of influence. And I think when a lot of people hear sphere of influence, they think, oh, I got to, you know, I got to do pop buys and I got to drop recipes off at people's houses. And, you know, I got to bring them a plant or a geranium or something like that. Like, what, what are you doing for your sphere of influence? How are you actually getting business out of your sphere of influence uh, and how are you staying top of mind with them? Well, I mean, key is doing a quarterly client appreciation event. Um, that is one of the best ways to stay in front of your sphere. Uh, we like to do it on a quarterly basis because we want to make sure that they they remember us when the time comes. And when it comes down to it, uh, one of the other best ways that I found is social media. Uh, just consistently and remind you, consistently is key. Consistently posting about your personal life, about what you're doing, activities, and also the transactions in there as well will, will help keep you front of mind with these people and you want to do that with your sphere okay so slow down for a second i want to go deeper on this so you know back in the day you know we all heard you know i learned sphere of influence from brian buffini and and joe stump those are two of the guys that you know really taught me the most and then uh um Rick DeLuca also helped me a lot actually he's probably the first one that taught me a lot about how to handle your sphere of influence um but what I'm hearing you say is that social media has really changed the game. And, and what I mean by that is we're still contacting these people. We're still connecting this with these people. It's just the vehicle has changed. And I'm almost kind of hearing that social media has really taken over for pop buys. Is that, is that, would you, would you agree with that? Or is that, is that different? Is it, are they just two different things? What, tell me about that. Two different things. I wouldn't okay. say do one over the other. I would say do them both. Okay. Uh, the more you can do, the better. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, uh, is just being top of mind with uh, your sphere and just making sure they remember you. And it, you can do it through every avenue. And, I mean, even something as simple as yearly, we send out a magnet calendar to everyone who's in our sphere, closed, and things of that nature. And I can tell you just yesterday, one of my good friends told me, and he was in his office, and someone walked in and saw the calendar on his file cabinet. Uh, and they became, became, you know, they started a conversation uh, about real estate. And that is one of my tasks I need to do today. I'm reaching out to her about selling her house and also purchasing. So even something as simple as that. Okay, hold on. A calendar. Like, a I, calendar. I know there's people watching this right now saying, are you kidding me? You're Where? telling me I'm, I'm on this podcast, this high tech podcast. To hear about, I got to put freaking calendars and I got to send calendars out. You and, don't have to, but the more you do, that's what it that, comes down to. And that's what I'm saying. And, and so I like, I think there's, I think there's this place where old school and new school meet that is really where the success is found. I think that it's too easy for us to dismiss the old school stuff. And calendars is actually a great example of that, right? I mean, it's it, as cheesy as it sounds, I go into people's houses all the time and I see uh, a real estate agent's calendars on their walls or on their fridge or whatever. And that is a great way to stay top of mind, top of consciousness. I mean, and it's, it's simple. It's not very expensive. What do you pay per calendar? Do you think? Uh, it's probably like 60 cents, maybe 75 cents around that. Yeah. 75 cents a calendar. Okay. So yeah. are you doing, you're not doing the big, huge ones. You're doing no. small. Yeah. Small calendars. I think they're about five by seven have every month on there, our logo up top. Uh, hoping that it makes it onto a refrigerator of just a fraction of the people we send it to is what it comes down to. Yeah. And it's just, you know, another way for us to stay in front of them. Dude, I love it. Okay, so what are so you do the quarterly client events? Yeah, quarterly client events. Um, and, you know, yep, the calendar. And let's back up. Social media. I want to go deeper on the social media piece. Mm -hmm. What exactly are you doing on social media for your sphere of influence? It's, I think it's just the consistent posting and not just posting on your business page. It's important to do it on your personal page. 
Um, I can guarantee you probably have more followers on your personal than you do on business. And yeah. it's just really, it comes down to, I mean, how are you successful in any aspect of real estate, Michael? Consistency, right? Right. Um, so it's just being consistent at doing anything, just posting any type of content. And it, it'll remind people uh, and keep you in front of their faces. Okay. So I like that you said you need to be using your personal page and not just your business page. Because frankly, mm -hmm. I've always been a big believer that your business page really is only there so you can run ads. Like that's mm -hmm. it. I mean, everything Pretty else much. is just personal. And I hear the the argument a lot of time from people that, you know, oh, my, Michael, I like to keep my business and my personal separate. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what you would say to them. I always tell them, well, you're more than welcome to stay broke. But, you know, I mean, you know, what we call that we call that a secret agent, right? Um, yeah. And you can't be a secret agent in this business. If people don't know that you're an agent, it, it's not going to be successful. That's right. uh, it, it's really that's what it comes down to. And just letting everyone know. And that's part of it. Opening yeah. up your profile, letting people be able to view your stuff and not putting it on private. Because nine times out of 10, if someone comes across your name, they're going to Google you, right? Yep. Or they're going to search you on social media. And if they can't find that information on you, they're probably going to go on to the next person. Yeah. So it's right. really what it is. Your digital presence is your online billboard. It's it's really what you're projecting out into the world about yourself. It's the research you're making available. And a huge part of that is social media. Well, the nice thing is you can really, it's such great leverage. You know, you think about how many people you can touch with a single video or a single post. Uh, you know, you can't do that one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, it's just, it's very, very powerful. And by the way, I, I wanted to acknowledge uh, Mike and, and Dave. Mike are our our. our, our I can never pronounce your last name right, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Mike and Dave uh, are both watching right now. And I appreciate you guys commenting in the chat. And if you have any questions for me or for Sharif, type those into the chat as well. And I'd like you guys to tell me, where's everybody watching from right now? I'm curious, what 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 markets do you guys serve around uh, the U.S. and Canada uh, and maybe elsewhere? So if you could type that into the comments, into the Facebook post, I'd love to see where you're all from. So talk to me about frequency, Sharif. What's... Mm -hmm. What frequency, so talk about what should I be posting specifically? Like is video better than photos? And, and you know, it's, it, it, should I should I be, and how much should I be posting? How often should I be posting? I mean, I, I think a good mixture of everything is what you want to stick with, but video by far is probably where you want to, you know, weigh in heavily. Um, it's, you just want to make sure you're getting interactions out there. So we like to do a good mixture of everything. Um, and we'd like to try to post at least two to three times a day. Um, so wow. that's really, yeah, that's really what we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the only way that you can really stay actively within the algorithms of the other people's news feeds is really to put out that content. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about video really quick. What am I putting on the videos? Um, anything really. I mean, what I do personally, I like to talk about the market. I've talked about tips about purchasing and selling. Um, I like to film myself doing daily activities or even my trainings uh, and post that. It's really just getting a, a good vari uh, variation of different things on there. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was watching uh, a couple of influencers in, in social media that I follow and and they were talking about how your audience is going to appeal to you, not because you're just all real estate all the time or you're all one something else all the time. It's actually the combination of the things that you're into that's going to attract people that are like you, right? So, hey, I'm a real estate guy that likes to go bird hunting or, hey, I'm a, I'm a real estate guy that also invests in real estate. And, oh, by the way, I play backgammon professionally or whatever, you know, like whatever the thing is. So I'm curious. Like if you had to say, these are the two or three things that make you up the majority of what you're posting about, not just your, so you've got your professional stuff, right? Your real estate stuff. What would the other two be that you're posting about frequently? Oh, we're doing personal. Um, you know, I'm posting about myself. It's mostly family. Um, you know, anytime I have off, uh, I'm really spending it with family. Mm -hmm. So that's really, uh, I want people to know about that as well. And it's what I enjoy to do. Okay. Um, I mean, what what is the third one, Michael? I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, are you posting? Are you posting photos of your your food? I mean, like, are you one of those guys? Are you <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Not much of that going on. <laughs> it's mostly my kids. Uh, what we're doing. Uh, really, yeah. just activities that we're doing. 
Good stuff. But see, that's the kind of thing. First of all, it makes you really, we talk about social media. And I think one of the very important things about social media is it's social, right? People want to get to know you. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a backstage pass to your business and your life. And, and I think that makes you real. And what's really interesting, one of the things I've noticed, particularly with video, is that when someone's watched, you know, they've consumed a lot of our content, they've seen a lot of our videos, they feel like when I meet them, I, I may not really know them, but when I see them at an event or live event or something like that, they feel like they know me and, mm-hmm. and, and like, we've got a relationship. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I, I've, I've met that I'm meeting this person for the first time, but they feel like we've got a relationship because they've had a chance to get to know me through video. Um, and I just think it's so powerful and it's so underutilized even today, uh, even today. And, and podcasts are a great example of this. I think every real estate agent watching this should have a podcast. And by the way, Sharif, do you have a podcast yet? Not yet, Michael. Sharif, you're killing me, bro. Like, what do I got to do to get you to, like, dude, here's, listen, I know you beat your head against the wall coaching my son once in a while. And that's how I'm feeling about you with podcasting right now. What's it going to take to get you into a podcast today? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it soon, definitely. We just have a couple other projects that trumpet at the moment. A couple other projects that trumpet. So, Sharif, now, now, now we get to coach. Now I get to coach you for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, Sharif, let me just ask you this. Do you think that having a podcast would bring your audience value? I think anything we do brings our audience value. But the fact of the matter is you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Again, it comes down to commitments, right? So if you have the time to put into it, make sure that you have the time consistently to put into it throughout the course of it. You're not just going to do it, you know, uh, half-heartedly and then stop. So that's my problem with it. It's just if I do it, like right now we're committing to, you know, we've done the short form videos. Now we're getting into more long form. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we'll look into possibly doing some podcasting as well. But I just, I want, I like to go things, do things, you know, uh, exclusively and really to the full advantage of it. So let me ask you this. How many short form videos do you think you get out of one podcast? Uh, you, you get probably seven, you said, I think. <laughs> But yeah, that's really, I mean, that's really the content too. Some of our, of the content that I'm putting out is, is me uh, giving, uh, you know, tips to my, my team during our trainings. Yeah. Um, so definitely, um, you know, we can put it on, uh, you know, the definitely the future uh, plans that we have, but. Could you, if, if, if you knew that it would make a major difference in your business, could you find a way to spare one hour per week? Yes, Michael, I can. <laughs> and could you it sounds like me talking other... to austin right now <laughs> i know right because you know i'm right and i know that when you're talking to austin you're right and it's yeah. like dude i can help you you just kind of want to shake them once in a while right it's like yeah. dude just do it uh, but you. here's the thing man i'm just telling you sharif i love you and i want to pay you back you know in a big way in, in any way i can for helping my son out and um and and dude getting you to to do a podcast Man, that's watch this. I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Hey, Sharif. Yes, instead sir. of instead of you, because I, I'm guessing that you know, as soon as I say, well, it's only going to take an hour a week of your time. The hour is not the problem. Then you're going to be worried about. Well, yeah, but then I got to do the editing, and then I got to chop it up, and I got to send it out, and I got to put it on all the different channels, and I got to you know, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Uh, we, we got a guy for that. <laughs> oh, you do have a guy for that. Okay, because yeah, I was going to offer my guys. And so, so if you've got a guy for that. What's the what's the hang up then? What's what's the hang up on the on just one hour a week? What's keeping? I, you- I, I think it's really just focusing on you know making sure that we have a strong spring market, um, and really just trying to adapt to what's changing around us right now. Yeah. Um, that's really what it comes down to, and uh, you know, it's really we, we want to just do things completely. Um, I'm not saying that it, it wouldn't be there in the future. I think the next thing we were going to implement with videos was going to be uh, interviews within our like the team, interviewing each other. Um, so podcast. yeah, podcast, podcast, but that involves also going live with it and things of that nature, uh, which we would do in the future for the podcast. So you know I'm never letting you out of this. Like I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna really. When have you ever right let now. me out of anything? Like, I'm just letting you, bro. We are wrestling right now, and I've been working out. So here we go. Like I'm just telling you. Here's the deal. It's an hour. It's one hour of your time per week. That's all you need. And what you do is you're gonna schedule. Let's say you want to interview each of your agents for a half hour, right? 
So you just do, or even if you did it for 15 minutes each, right? Not a big deal. All you got to do is you, you have your assistant set up the time. You do the interviews. And when you talk about recording it, Dave Woodson just asked the question as well. He's like, well, what platform are you recording it on? I'm recording this on Zoom. I, from Zoom, go live on Facebook. That gets us great traction on Facebook. I mean, we got a bunch of people watching right now, uh, and we'll have more um, that watch it recorded on Facebook. But then what we do is then my team just grabs that video. They, they, they post it to YouTube in full, then they chop it up into little pieces, edit it up into reels, shorts, and all that stuff. They post all that stuff. It gives them a ton of content, and it's a, literally an hour of my time. And if you were to do this with your agents on your team, they'd get a ton of value out of it because now you're posting it for them, and they're getting to be on the – dude, listen, you're not winning this argument. You're starting to so – well I'm going to say, Michael, you win. I'm, I'm emailing Patty now and telling her we need to work on podcasts. Yeah. Before LADC, because I know it's going to come up there. <laughs> yes, I love this. Oh I'm my good. gosh, I'm coachable. I'm coachable. <laughs> I love it. Dave Woodson. He's like, dude, I'm making it too hard. Yeah, Dave. I used to do all the other stuff, like restream and all the other stuff, where it puts it on all these. I don't even worry about that anymore because it's too hard for me. It's too much of a PIA or pain in the neck for me, right? I would rather just make it as easy as possible for me and then let my team do all the heavy lifting, right? That's the easy thing about this, Shreve. You're going to do the same thing. And, I, and I'm suggesting this for you and for Dave. Don't overthink this. All you have to do is get, even if you don't go live on Facebook, it's fine. I, I, it's really easy to do from Zoom now. And that that API is working a lot better now than it has in years past. Um, and so it's really simple to go live on Facebook from Zoom. I, that's the the simplest, easiest way to do it. And, and generally speaking, the simplest solution is the best solution, right? I think you just hit the nail on the head. And I think it's really what it comes down to is overthinking it. Yeah. Um, and that really, it stops a lot of agents from implementing um, and thank you for that, Michael. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on it. <laughs> I'm gonna get thing. on it. I can promise you this, Sharif. Yeah. I'll, first of all, watch this. Make me your first guest. I'll be I'll be a guest on your podcast. Well, and I can tell you this. I bet you could get all the other Club Wealth coaches to be a guest on your podcast. And mm -hmm. I bet you get a ton of other people to do it. And by the way, you'll bring a ton of value to people because you'll do it in your way. It'll be your voice. It'll be what's important to you. And it, it will make a difference. And not only that, your clients will see this. And that's another thing I would do for you is I'd get buyers and sellers on there occasionally. I'd get your investors on there. I'd get your lenders on there. I'd get your title guys on there. I'd get, I would... I would get people involved that are that are part of you know you've got you're an attorney state right so I get your closing attorney on there. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things you can do with your podcast that would bring a ton of value to people, um, and it won't take a lot of your time. Now watch this for your guests. I'm going to make this even easier for you. For your guests, you want to ask really great questions of your guests. And, and I'll be honest, I, I I did not do this for our call today because I feel like I know you really well. And I, I feel like we're just going to have a great conversation anyway, because we always do, because I just love talking <laughs> to you. Uh, but um, but if you've got a guest and you're looking for, you know, how do I how do I come up with really good questions for them? Go to ChatGPT and say, hey, I'm going to have, I'm a real estate agent. My name is Sharif Atab. I'm, I'm hosting a podcast uh, and I need you to create for me interview questions for this person who's going to be a guest on my podcast and my audience is this. You just tell, you give as much detail as you can to ChatGPT. You'd be amazed at how good the questions it will create for you are. I agree. I agree. I mean, we have leveraged, you know, AI and ChatGPT and Jasper and other avenues in our business, I mean, it, it's taken it to another level. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I use it all the time for ideas, uh, even social media posts, how to prospect, uh, how to reply back on a rebuttal for a client. I mean, there's a, a slew of ways to use yeah. it. And I agree. I'll definitely do that. I, I'm so excited. So when's your first podcast going to be? I don't know. I'm going to have Patty contact Tara so we can set it up. <laughs> My team will help you. In fact, you know what you can do? Because you're you're with you're with Club Wealth. You're an Eagle Squadron member of Club Wealth. You can have the AIM team set it up for you. You get one hour of AIM team time every month anyway. Just have them set it up for you the first time. They'll teach Patty how to do it, and then you're off to the races. Easy. We'll do. Done. We'll do. I mean, it's free, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, I've used them to actually make reels in the past as well. They do a good job with it. Yeah, they really yeah, do. Good. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same guys that do my stuff, right? Um, <laughs> so, all right. So that being said, let's keep moving forward. So we've talked about, uh, about um, you know, the importance of social media. We've talked about podcasting. 
Um, we talked about your sphere of influence and how, you know, and, and this really deepens your sphere of influence. Um, are you doing things to bring people from online to offline? Like, are you, how are you capturing people from social media and getting them into your CRM and keeping in touch with them outside of social media? So, yeah, I mean, we definitely have uh, lead capturing systems, uh, basically like click funnels and things of that nature that capture people's information tools also like fellow we use to actually capture people's information online bring it into our crm which is which is key uh once it comes into crm they're blasted with an action plan um and assigned depending on lead source and motivation uh where we consistently drip uh we also have our agents in combination with isa team uh reach out to everyone uh, asking if they need any more information, depending, of course, on where they are uh, in their, uh, you know, actual uh, position and, you know, purchasing a property. Okay. Now, are you, with with that, tell me what the lead magnets are that are causing people to opt in, giving you then the opportunity to have the ISAs reach out to them to make sure they got whatever the thing was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lead magnets mostly, uh, you know, come down to, we run a lot of ads on our listings. Mm -hmm. um we're, we're blessed to have listings uh, in this market so we we do leverage those listings one of them is doing ads on uh, social media which captures people who are interested in that specific listing itself mm -hmm. uh, other ways we're doing it is offering home value uh to mm -hmm. not only our current database but out into social media um just try to capture more people and bring them back into uh, our database as well I guess I guess stop you there for a second because I hear agents all the time. Oh, my home value leads suck. They're terrible leads. I don't want home value leads. I just want people that are going to sell now. Like, what would you, what mean, would you say to that guy? I think all leads are great. It just you have to have a plan for them, right? And you have to understand the person's mindset. Uh, and they may take a little bit more nurturing. Uh, you have to nurture those leads. Most likely, uh, it could be people just interested in just knowing their value, but that's a thought. Once they have that thought, there could be an action somewhere down the line. So you just have to actually be there for them, provide the service, let them know you're the expert uh, and just be there whenever they need it. And then they'll actually come to fruition. I mean, we still get those, you know, uh, hot ones that come on and they really want to list their house right away. But most of it is you're putting people into your database and you're building relationships. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that Dave Woodson just mentioned, he says, I wish I could go back in time to work my HVL home value leads. And, and Dave, I agree with you. I mean, because that's the thing, it's like planting a tree, right? Well, I can't remember who said this, uh, I was Confucius or who, I can't remember who said it, but you know, when's the best time to plant a tree, you know, 30 years ago, you know, when's the next best time today, <laughs> right? Exactly. And, and you think about that, that's, it's very much like that with your home value leads. They are great leads. They're people that are, you know, they're interested, they're engaged and you can build that relationship over time yeah. uh, i mean we've used street text in the past and i can tell you just yesterday i was talking to a seller from three years ago that came in on a home value lead um we didn't we're not listing that property that he came in on but he told me about another property that he wants to sell so it's really about building that relationship with people in three years no activity wasn't responding and finally something yeah that's the thing. And, and people underestimate the lifetime value of a client. And, and I think, you know, we did a, we did a, I say a study. It's, that's, that's maybe exaggerated, but I did the math on this uh, about uh, 20, 25 years ago. I, I did the math on, you know, of all the people in my database, you know, how many of them have referred people to me and done business with me and all this. And I, I kind of worked the numbers backwards and figured out that my lifetime value of a client about 20 years ago, uh, 20, almost 25 years ago, was over a million dollars in their lifetime between the the money I'd make doing business with them and the money I'd make doing with the business they referred me. And I think if we all looked at people differently, if we all just started to realize the lifetime value of a client, how differently would we treat people? You know, how how much more willing would we be to follow up with them over a longer period of time and not pressure them? And and uh, and Dave Dave makes a great point. You know, if he could go back and do that with his his home value leads, I'd be working for him. And you're right, Dave. I probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So uh, other lead sources you want to talk about, or can we move on to recruiting? Recruiting. Let's do that. Let's talk recruiting. Okay. So what do you, and, and dude, this is the thing. Can I just tell you, I, I love Austin. I really do. 
there there are two things he's struggling with. One is recruiting and the other is girls and not necessarily in that order. Uh, I mean, I sorry, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, I think it's an opposite order at this point. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Austin. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, this freaking guy. I love him. But it, here's the thing. If you were co- if I'm Austin and you're coaching me right now, and how do I need to recruit? What can I do to get people on my team today? Because the reality is there's a lot of people watching right now that need to grow their teams. And and I think a lot of people want to only grow their teams. And it's very important. I'm, I want the message for all you guys watching right now. To, you guys got to remember, I need to be in production to pay the bills. Then I need to recruit to grow my team. And that, and my team will eventually get large enough. If I put enough effort into that, it'll eventually get large enough that it will take care of me. But for now, I've got to stay in production so I can take care of it. So knowing that, what advice would you give Austin and the other people watching today about recruiting? I mean, recruiting is basically it's daily activities as well. Um, it's consistency and doing different it's you got to think of it as you're building relationships with people. That's the whole business. So it's not only the leads and the clients, it's also the people you're interacting with. Uh, and, and that's the first step. But you still have to go a little bit deeper. I mean, we're doing videos, um, just like uh, we had mentioned earlier, doing the reels and things of that nature. We've got Of what? What what videos? So be specific. So the videos that I'm doing, the I'm getting interactions from other agents is mostly the ones where uh, is me training uh, our team uh, and just giving tips on what you can do in this market uh, to leverage and uh, to you know get listings or to actually take those listings and get as many leads as you can off of them or how to become uh, you know active on social anything really uh, and posting that content out there uh, so I've gotten direct messages off of that uh, you know online ads uh, it basically will help as well uh, like Indeed uh, and uh, Monster and things like that. Uh, we've had success with pass fail lists uh, for people applying and also taking their tests. Oh. Uh, you You're able to it. get a hold of those in your market. That's yeah, huge. You, you guys don't have that in your market. Uh-huh. Austin and I have discussed that. So, uh-huh. yes, that is huge. Um, That's massive. Having a dedicated person. I mean, you talk about it all the time. Yeah. Just a recruiter or someone in charge of doing those tasks. Because as a team lead, it's best for you to, you know, have someone around you that is the expert in it, right? Um, and try to have them take over that side of it, at least with the contacts of the new people coming in, the new ads uh, applicants that are coming in, and hopefully setting up some appointments for you to actually talk to them. Okay, so so that so I understand your funnel. You've got indeed ads out there you've got videos out there and then you've got this full-time recruiter who's also making phone calls proactively and then all of that comes down to the goal for all of these things is to get them an appointment with you now do you do appointments with um with license agents and people that don't yet have a license are you doing a group meeting for any of them like what how are you be specific on that so basically at this point i personally am meeting with license agents uh, the non-licensed agents are the ones that haven't taken their, uh, the, the actual classes yet. Uh, they have the option of twice a month that we do do uh, an online class for them, uh, an online uh, you know uh, interview session for them, uh, for so they can actually you know move up to the caliber of also coming in and uh, talking about what we do. So that saves you a ton of time. Now, the meetings that you're doing with the agents, you're bringing them into the office or you're going to Starbucks? Like what's what's most likely to happen there? Yeah, I'll meet them out for coffee. I'll bring them into the office or even do a Zoom call. Uh, you know, it's all about convenience uh, in this day and age. And really, even when it comes down to it, it's just that introduction. It's getting face to face, which is the most important. Sometimes I'll do a Zoom call for 15 minutes and then tell them, hey, next steps are for you to come in and meet. Uh, so we can show you around, show you the systems, meet the people uh, on our staff, meet our agents and see how they like the team. Uh, and that's really part of the process. So what do they when 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 they're when they're first brought into that funnel, when they you know, the Indeed ads, those are obviously easier. But let's say your assistant, your your recruiter is calling out proactively to set these meetings up. What is she saying to them? What, what's what's the premise? And then when you do the meeting, what happens at the meeting? Well, the VA is not going out and calling random people. They're they're the VA that we have in charge of the recruiting. 
uh, between her and my admin who's in house, uh, that's our recruiting team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're mostly calling the people that are applying and have intent. Uh, and then also the past brokers that we've interacted with, uh, uh, the co-brokers on our transactions. So it's people that actually know about us um, or have applied for us. So that's really what they're doing. Um, me, myself, I'll also reach out to other random agents as I see them, as I interact with them and put them on a list for me to actually follow up with them in the future. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. And then when you meet with them, what's the conversation? What specifically happens at that meeting? Uh, we talk about what their goals are, uh, you know, what they see real estate as, is their full-time job, a part-time job, things of that nature, um, and really where their struggles have been uh, in the past and what we can do differently. And then we get into, you know, how our team's a little different um, and what we provide for our agents to help them succeed. So you're not shy about selling the, the team or the brokerage to them. You're, it's not, you, there's no roundabout way. There's no, hey, we're going to, we're going to have this conversation. I'm just going to bring you value to your business. And then I'm going to ask you if you're interested in joining our team, you just go right into, let me explain what it looks like being on our team. Yeah. Basically after we talk about them, um, normally uh, that makes it easier because then you know what you're highlighting about what you're talking about. So it engages with what they're feeling. Got it. Uh, but, but most of all, it's, it's for me, it's like a listing presentation. Uh, you know, it, it's all it's all basically drawn out. I have my notes. I have actually a pamphlet I go through. Um, and, you know, it's the same exact thing every time. So, okay. So I like that. And by the way, I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of systemizing everything. And, and I'm a real believer in if you're going to do something more than once, everything should be the same way every single time. I mean, it's just, you know, I believe in that. And I, so I love hearing that. I love it when you say that. Okay, so here's the here's the next question I have for you. <laughs> Dave, you're gonna like this one. So Dave Woodson's in the chat there and he and he's he's giving me a hard time about my dad jokes. And so I just gotta ask you, Sharif, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's your best dad joke? <laughs> I don't have any dad jokes. I, 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 hold on, yo, come on, come on. <laughs> I can't, I can't dad jokes. So I know you got some dad jokes. I don't, I swear. I'm not really, I guess, the joke guy. You're killing me, man. Okay, yeah. so we're going to make that a prerequisite for future Club Wealth TVs. Every guest has got to have a dad joke. They got to come to the table with a dad joke. No so, taken. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I just think that's important. In fact, everybody watching this right now, I'd like you to type in your best dad joke into the chat right now. I'm just curious. Uh, and then also, if anybody watching right now, if you guys have another lead source for recruiting, I'd love to hear what lead sources you guys are using for recruiting. And by the way, uh, Coach Sharif, uh, Tasha uh, Cardin says hello. Um, <laughs> Sharif is too cool for it, Dave says. <laughs> I love it. All right. So now, We've only got about 14 minutes left, so we're getting toward the end here. And uh, Tyree Dix is like, hey, chat GPT one. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Even Sharif could chat GPT a good dad joke, right? But what you got to do is you got to get chat GPT to do it in like your voice. So ask Tyree who taught him that one, though. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, and Tasha nails a good one. Oh, I'm going to steal that one. So Sharif, I'm going to pull this out of the out of the comments here for you. Mm-hmm. Natasha says, "Did you hear the rumor about the butter?" No, it's the rumor. Yeah, I don't want to spread it. <laughs> Come on, that's pretty good, that's right? Good. That's good. good. That's a pretty good dad joke. I like that. All right, okay, we got one more. We'll do one more dad joke, and then we're going to get on to Sharif's questions for me. So I like this one, Tyree Dix. Why don't skeletons fight each other? Why? They just don't have the guts. Ah. that's a good dad joke i like it this is good stuff oh wait we got one more in here why can't the pirate clue why can't the pirate crew play cards why can't they they were sitting on the deck Uh... (laughs) dave's like i'm leaving now (laughs) i know you love my dad jokes best thing about dave woodson sharif dude next time you gotta just send him a personal handwritten note and glue the crap out of the the edges of it, so yeah, it's still like destroyed. Oh, you know, we oh, do yeah. this pre event every, <laughs> every time. Every time he struggles. Dave, Dave always does a video of him opening up the pre 
free event packet for, for coming great. to a big event. It's great. It's a great video. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> There's just his comments, dude. It's so freaking hilarious. <laughs> All right. So Coach Sharif, questions for me. What you got? All right. Well, I mean, for the first question, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that everybody knows who you are, Michael, but just this quick, quick summary, quick summary. You were, give us what you did on like a daily basis, just like your production okay. back when you were a real estate agent, just so I can get into my questions. So I was the number one real estate agent on the planet for a period of time. Uh, you know, I was closing on, back then it was a big deal to close as much as we were. I was closing between 120 to 180 transactions a month um, and had 750 listings and active pending status uh, at any given time. Uh, that, that, what, what was interesting is I was the first person I'm aware of to break the thousand transaction mark. But what's really more interesting is kind of like David, or, uh, sorry, Roger Bannister, where he's the first person to break the four minute mile. What happened the next year, like 38 or 28 or 30, I can't remember the number, but like, we'll say a lot of people uh, broke the four minute mile the next year. And subsequent to my breaking that thousand transactions a year mark, guess what? Last year, there's 38 different teams last year in real estate that did over a thousand transactions. I just think that's really exciting. It says a lot about the industry. I mean, and so you asked about my daily habits. So for me, I got up in the morning. And so I, so, and there's a difference between my daily habits early and my daily habits late in my career. My daily habits early in my career looked a lot like Austin's daily habits today, where I just, I got up and I hit the phones and I just was constantly on the phones all day, every day, getting uh, as many, as get, getting as many transactions, uh, you know, as many listings as I could to put as many transactions together as I could. Um, that gave me the money to be able to then go out and start buying some lead sources. As I started buying those lead sources, um, I started getting a lot more leads coming in. And so instead of me calling Fizzbos and Expires and cold calls, I transitioned then to really calling lead calls. And it was more lead follow-up than it was lead generation uh, because I was writing checks for the lead generation. Um, and so then eventually, and 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 I and again, I still was doing more, you know, eight or excuse me, four hours in the morning, eight o'clock till noon of making phone calls. But then eventually I got so busy and I had so many leads coming in and my team was starting to grow. Um, that I literally, I didn't even do that anymore. I started having to do my calls from my car in between appointments because I was setting so many appointments. And so what I started doing was I started working from 7.30 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. I did that four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, And my first appointment was usually about eight o'clock in the morning. And then after my eight o'clock appointment, I would just make my follow-up calls from the car. So I'd make 115 to 125 follow-up calls per day from the car. And my goal was to consistently set six to eight appointments a day. And I got them most days, Um, but that's because I was making those follow-up calls. And so the last probably 15 years of my career, I didn't call any FISBOs or expireds or any of that stuff because I didn't need to. I had all these other leads coming in. And yet a lot of the people I was listing were FISBOs and expireds, but they found me through another source, which meant I was I was attracting the business instead of chasing the business. Uh, and so I think that's an important note. You know, I think early in your career, you're chasing business. And then if you really work hard early in your career, you begin to attract it. So there's the long answer to your question. Hopefully that's helpful. That so, is helpful, actually. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with all that experience, with all those transactions, how did you manage the challenging ones, particularly clients that had unrealistic, unrealistic expectations and yeah. wanting to back out of contracts? So, first of all, I love the question. And, the, and I had a secret weapon that nobody else had. I had Tara. and so when you have a wife like mine she was my secret weapon she was you know she was handling all those challenging transactions now if it got to a point where she just couldn't handle anymore and she was just fed up with it and felt like i needed to get involved um then it got it was very easy so at that point um i would do a phone call with them very rarely did i need like if let's say i listed a house and you know, as offers would come in, she was licensed. She would handle those offers, negotiate them, all that stuff. And, and then we built, we added other team members on that were licensed as well that did all this. So I didn't have to, I could just focus on going and getting more listings. But once in a while I had to go reclose somebody and, you know, somebody, you know, have a challenge or they'd want to cancel their listing or whatever. And so I'd have to get on a phone call with them and, and get them recommitted to doing business with us. And and that was my job. Um, and, and I was okay with that. Um, but 
if somebody wanted, let's say somebody wanted to cancel a contract. Let's say I had a listing agreement with somebody and this happens from time to time. I've got a listing agreement and they want to cancel. More often than not, my experience has been that if somebody wants to cancel their listing with us, it's because they've talked to somebody that wants to buy it and they're trying to screw us out of the commission. And, you know, either somebody found it through our marketing, they saw the sign, they knocked on the door. There's a lot of ways this comes about. Um, and, and if they're unhappy with me, I will remove it from the MLS, but I will not cancel the listing, right, during my listing term, um, unless I feel like there's something we've dropped the ball on or something like that, which generally is not the case. We've got pretty good systems. Um, but what I found was, you know, let me back up. Originally, what I felt was going to happen was they were just going to get mad at me, blah, blah. So I was a little nervous about taking this, this approach to it. But what I found was that more often than not, it was exactly that. It was they had somebody on the side that was going to try and buy it and they just wanted to try and get me out, you know, to, to save the commission. And by sticking to my guns, I got paid on those transactions. And, and I felt that was a very important part of my success because sometimes, and it's kind of like, what do you do when buyer and seller aren't getting along and they're getting emotions involved over silly, stupid things? Well, that's when great agents really shine, right? That's where you've got to get in there. And, and I think great agents are not just great at putting transactions together, but they're especially good at keeping transactions together. And so learning that skill set really made a difference for me, but it also meant sometimes I had to take unpopular stands and it meant that I wasn't always just going to say, sure, go ahead and cancel your thing. And, you know, sometimes I had to be a business person and say, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think that makes sense in this case. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 How about the yeah. ones that were unrealistic? The ones that oh, I, just, they, they didn't threaten to cancel. They're yeah. just unrealistic about what their expectations were. Well, I would, I would try and educate them on what's going on in the marketplace um, and help them to see what's going on in the marketplace. But that didn't always mean they were going to see it my way. That didn't mean that they were always going to agree with me. It didn't mean that they were going to do it my way. Um, and I'll tell you, when I had 750 listings, I can promise you 150 of those were never going to sell. Why? Because the sellers were just unrealistic. And I don't control that. That's their, it's their house, Right. All I get to do is operate within the terms that they dictate for me, right? They they determine the price. They determine the condition of the house. I can't force them to clean it up, right? I can't force them to price it right. Um, and that's okay. Uh, because at the end of the day, if I'm going to continue to work very hard on my side to get as much activity on as I can. I'm going to get buyers and sellers out of just having that listing anyway. So I'm going to win either way. I want it to be a win for the seller, but I can't control them. And and letting go of that is a major component. I think too many agents too often, they feel like if I can't control my seller, I'm just going to cancel the listing. And it's like, I, I don't think that's a good solution. It's kind of like when you're married, you know, if you can't control your spouse, you're going to cancel the marriage. I mean, come on, like, like <laughs> people have their free agency, dude. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? True. Yeah. It's true. You can't, you can't control your own controllables. And as right. you say, a sign in the yard is better than a sign in a car anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Great question. Yeah. Well, one more for you. I'm going to, I'm going to love your podcast. <laughs> Dude, you have some great questions. I, maybe I should switch up a career to podcasting, I guess. Dude. <laughs> but I mean, it's something I don't think anyone really talks about when it comes down to it. And as you get more productive, uh, what happens more pressure and more stress, what can you say to fellow agents out there to keep up on your mental health? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, it was people getting stressed out and just, you oh, know, you mean, just, okay. just, yeah. So you're saying, what would my advice to agents be? Exactly. How they could get, how they could keep their mental health up. Exactly. Okay. Well, first you touched on one of the things and it's very important. That's controlling the controllables, right? Don't worry about the stuff you can't control. Um, also, I was listening to uh, the power of one more by Ed Milet this morning uh, in the car on the way from back, back from the gym, Tara and I were, and Ron Anderson, we have the three of us are in the car. We listened to this and uh, Ed makes a very good point. You know, he was talking about the people that dwell in the past are never happy. No matter what, it doesn't matter if the past is good, bad, or indifferent. You just, if you're dwelling in the past, you're never going to find true happiness. And what you need to do is you need to, you, you need to place your energy on the future and your focus on today, right? So you need to be excited about the future. You need to be excited about the possibilities the future holds and you need to be present in the moment today. And, uh, and I think if we, if we had just all did that, I think that we'd be a lot happier. We'd be a lot less stressed out and we wouldn't be, and let's back up. There's another big component to this. This is another one that I think isn't talked about much today. 
you got to quit giving a rip about what anybody says. <laughs> Stop worrying about other people's opinion, right? Yeah. yeah, we were talking on the coach's call today about that video that I that I had that went, you know, it went viral. We got a 1.3 million views on it, 10,000 likes, 850 comments. Uh, and of those comments, only five were positive. And if, if I cared what other people thought, man, I would, that, that would have destroyed me. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, Muhammad that, Ali said it and any publicity is good it. publicity. Any publicity is good publicity at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at that particular video that got us over 1500 followers, just that one video. Right. But a, I think a lot of people, they would have seen those negative comments and they would have lashed back or they would have gotten depressed about it or felt bad about themselves about it. And for me, I just think, you know, I, that's great. Thank you for engaging my post. I appreciate that because they brought me those 1500 followers and then 10,000 likes, right? Because it was getting engagement and Facebook moved it up in the algorithm. And so I think a major component to happiness is just choosing to be happy and not worry about everybody else and every other thing around us. Uh, I think happiness is a choice. Energy is a choice. Um, everything comes down to choices, you know, and you get to control that. So I don't know, man. I just... I, I think we overcomplicate it. It's kind of like prospecting, right? It's a choice. Are you going to get your butt up and get to work or are you going to be broke? You choose. It's 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 really that simple. And I look at all these people, wonderful people, a lot of them that, that got out of the business this last year. Um, and I think, well, why is that? What, what happened to them? Somewhere along the line, they lost hope. They were dwelling in the past, right? Oh, but it's so good. In years past, it was so easy this last decade. And then they get into 2023 and it's like, oh my gosh, I got to work. It's hard. Real estate's not as easy as I thought. And, and I think that, that the failure to just accept the fact that, hey, it's different today. And I just got to knuckle down and work a little bit harder, a little bit smarter, uh, be a little bit more disciplined and the results will show. I think that got a lot of them this year. So they probably anyway. lost. They probably just need to focus on their why, is what it came down to. Well, um, yeah. Why do you get into force. real estate? What's that? That motivating force. Yeah, absolutely. And if your why is not powerful enough, I mean, you know, if you're not going to sweat and bleed for it, it's not powerful enough. Uh, so that being said, Sharif, I know we're running out of time. That, I think that was all your questions for me today. Is that right? That was it. Okay. So here's what I would like to do. First of all, if someone wants to reach out to you and get a hold of you, how would they reach out to you and get a hold of you? Uh, SharifSells.com uh, is probably the best way. All our contact information is on that, or just search me really on Google. You'll find me. I love it. All right. Now, that being said, guys, you need to reach out to Sharif. He's a great agent. And if you're if you're in that area and you want to do business with a real estate, you know, if you're looking for a great real estate agent in that area in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, you need to reach out to Sharif. He's a freaking rock star and he's a good guy. He'll treat you right. Um, and thank you. Uh, thank you. I mean that. I, look, you're coaching my son. OK, that's <laughs> I can't think of a better endorsement than that. I appreciate uh, it. And, uh, and, and Tyree's like, and me. And, <laughs> so, and, uh, and so I would just recommend if you've got a referral to send to somebody in those areas, I'd encourage you to reach out to Coach Shreve. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. The why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got four 40 people on your team and you just want to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you want to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you want to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you want to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.